Hi everyone. Welcome to Modern Yani. To talk about this channel, I will be explaining stories and myths covering the topics about the holy places in India, Indian gods and Indian kings. There are a lot of stories in India that have been passed on from generation to generation, some true and some that are unbelievable. Today, let us talk about Suchindram Temple. Suchindram Temple, also known as Tanumalayan Temple, is located in Suchindram district of Kanyakumari at a distance of around 11 kilometers from Kanyakumari in Tamil Nadu, India. The striking aspect of this temple is that it is dedicated to the Trinity of God, Lord Shiva, Lord Vishnu and Lord Brahma. Owing to this, it has high religious importance to devotees belonging to both Shaivite and Vaishnavite sect. This temple is also known as Stanumalayan Perumal Temple. It consists of around 30 shrines. This temple is also known with the name of Suchindram Lord Anjaneer Temple. There are many legends associated with this temple. Anasuya, the wife of Atri Maharshi, was famous for her chastity and her devotion to her husband, an embodiment of a Hindu wife. She could perform miracles by sprinkling the Padatirtham to bring rain to the parched earth or to transfer objects to her desire when the three devis goddesses lakshmi saraswati and parvati heard through sage narada the powers of this earthly women they wanted to test her chastity they approached their husbands lord brahma vishnu and shiva to test anasuya's devotion to her husband The three murtis transformed into three old mendicants and went to the hermitage where Anasuya was living and sought alms from her. When Anasuya was about to serve them food, they told her that they had taken a oath whereby they could not accept alms from a person wearing clothes. As it was a sin to refuse alms from mendicants, she prayed to her lord and sprinkled a little padatirtham on the three old beggars. They were all immediately transformed into babies and throwing off her clothes, she offered them food. The goddesses learning what had happened pleaded Anusuya to grant them Mangalya Bhiksha and to give them back their husbands. Anusuya showed them the three babies. The devis ran to the cradle and picked one baby each. Anusuya then prayed to Lord to restore them back to the original form. They accepted that Anusuya's fame as the chastest woman on the earth was justified. Thus the Trimurti came to be represented by the lingam at Suchindram. The bottom represents Brahma, the middle represents Vishnu and the top Shiva. Another legend has Shiva's South Indian love affair associated with this. Punyakshi, a woman of great perception, was an oracle who lived in the southernmost point of the Indian subcontinent. She developed a longing for Shiva and aspired to hold his hands as his wife. She had decided that she would marry only him and no one else. So Punyakshi started working towards making herself capable and suitable to draw Shiva's attention. She remained absolutely focused upon him every moment of her life. Her devotion crossed all boundaries and her austerities crossed all levels of sanity. Seeing the intensity of her passion, Shiva's compassion and love was stirred. He reciprocated her love and was willing to marry her. But the society in which Punyakshi lived was worried. They believed that if Punyakshi married, she would lose her ability to foresee the future and to protect and guide them. 
so they did everything possible to prevent this marriage but nothing could move punyakshi from her determination and her devotion towards shiva shiva responded passionately and the date of the wedding was fixed he set off towards the southern tip of the subcontinent but the people of her community were against the marriage so they appealed to shiva oh shiva if you were to marry her we will lose the only eye of perception that we have for ourselves please don't marry her but shiva was not in the mood of listening and he continued to proceed towards the wedding the community elders stopped him and said that if he wants to marry punyakshi there are a few conditions there is a bright price that has to be paid they listed out three items that shiva had to pay as bright price for punyakshi those were a sugarcane without rings a betel leaf without veins and a coconut without eyes all these items are unnatural it was an impossible bright price and a sure way of stopping the wedding but shiva was very passionate about punyakshi and wanted to marry her at any cost so he brought forth his occult force and magical capabilities and breaking the laws of nature created all these three objects he broke the very fundamental laws of nature to fulfill the unjust impossible bride price that was demanded having fulfilled the demands made for him he proceeded towards the wedding but then the community elders put one last condition on shiva that is you must be married before the sun rises tomorrow morning if you are late you cannot marry the girl they said hearing this shiva hastened towards the southern tip of the country he covered the distance at a rapid pace and was sure that he would reach punyakshi on time the community elders saw that shiva was overcoming all the impossible conditions that were fixed and would fulfill his promise to punyakshi they were really worried as shiva was hurrying on his journey he came to a place known today as suchindram which was just a few kilometers away from the place of wedding he saw the sun coming up he could not believe it He had failed his mission but it was actually the community elders playing their final trick they had decided to create a false sunrise they gathered together a huge mound of camphor and set it ablaze the camphor burned so bright and intense that when shiva saw it from a distance he thought sun was coming up and that he had failed in his mission he was so close just a few kilometers away but he was deceived into thinking that time was up and that he had not been able to keep his word to punyakshi punyakshi was preparing for her grand wedding with shiva completely unaware of her community's efforts to ruin the wedding when the real sunrise broke upon the horizon she realized that shiva was not coming she became furious she kicked and broke all the pots which were full of food prepared for the celebration and in a violent temper she went to the edge of the land and stood there She was an accomplished yogini and standing there at the edge of the subcontinent she left her body even today there is a temple on the spot where she left the body that place is known as kanyakumari shiva thought he had failed punyakshi and was so despondent and frustrated with himself he turned around and began walking back but because of the anger within him he needed a place to sit down and work out his despondency So he went up to the Vilayangiri mountain and sat on the peak. He did not sit in blissfulness or in meditation. He sat in a certain kind of despondence and anger about himself. 
He stayed there for a considerable amount of time and the mountain imbibed his energy which is very very different from everywhere else. Traditionally any place that Shiva stayed for a certain period of time was called Kailash. So this mountain is called Kailash of the South. In height and in color and probably in magnitude the Vilayangiris may not be comparable to the Kailash in the Himalayas but in potency in beauty and in sacredness it is not any less for thousands of years many sages and yogis walked this mountain the vilayangiri mountain has witnessed a phenomenal amount of mystical work so many beings the kind of men gods would be envious of because they lived with such grace and dignity have walked this mountain these great beings let the whole mountain imbibe what they knew and it can never be lost There is another lore associated with this temple. Once Indra was infatuated with Ahilya, Rishi Gautama. One night he came to the hermitage where Gautama was living and crowed like a cock indicating the approach of dawn. Rishi Gautama, thinking the dawn was imminent, awoke from his sleep and went to the river for his ablutions prior to commencing his prayers. Realizing that it was too dark for dawn and too early for morning he returned to hut in the meantime lord indra took the physical appearance of rishi gautama approached ahilya to satisfy his desire rishi gautama returning from the river was enraged when he saw his wife with another man in rishi's appearance and cursed that the man's entire body be covered with ice and his wife ahilya to become a stone Lord Indra in order to get rid of his curse went to Gnanarayanan and prayed to the three murtis to get rid of his curse when he was rid of his curse and transformed into his original form he built a temple and installed the lingam to represent the three murti Tanumalayan and the name of the place came to be known as Suchindran This temple is not only known for its religious significance but also its alluring architecture This temple has a wide gopuram with finely sculpted images of various deities. This 134 foot gopuram appears astonishing as the light falls on it, presenting a fine example of the architecture styles of South Indian temples. To the right side there is a huge temple tank. Water for the temple use is taken from here. Major attractions of this temple are the four musical pillars with a height of 18 feet. These pillars have been carved out of a single granite stone located in the area of Alankara Mandapam. These pillars when struck create various musical notes presenting exceptional example of architecture. The temple has a dancing hall as well with around 1035 beautifully carved pillars. The preceding deity Lord Shiva, Lord Vishnu, Lord Brahma are the sanctum sanctorum of the temple. By the side of sanctum sanctorum there is a shrine for Lord Vishnu. The idol of the Lord has been made by combining eight different kinds of metal. The massive idol of Lord Hanuman at a height of 22 feet is sure to allure every devotee here. The statue has been carved out of a single granite rock. The statue of Lord Hanuman, which is one of the largest statues in India, was kept hidden in the temple as attacks from Tipu Sultan was feared. Later in the year of 1930 it was found and was subsequently restored to its previous glory. Majestic image of Nandi Vehicle of Lord Shiva is also captivating with a height of 13 feet and length of 21 feet and width of 10 feet. And yes, that's all for today. I have added the Google map location of this temple in the description and you can check it out. Thank you.